Welcome to another podcast on God's Wow, our podcast. We are actually really, really excited because on this particular podcast, we are going to be talking about governing, what it means to govern, and uh, some of the things that I personally have been doing in terms of legislating, teaching others how to legislate on their specific mountains, in their particular areas of influence. One of the things that I have taught many, many times is it is so important, one, that an individual understands how to self-govern themselves, they understand self-governance, and two, they understand what their sphere of influence is as they govern upon their mountain. It's so important to learn and to know your own sphere of influence as you govern. I want to introduce the world to a group that I have been working with and engaging with for quite some time now. I've had the privilege of uh, we have developing a Facebook page. And this group is entitled or called the Black Legislative Sons Group. Yes, we do have our own mountain particularly and specifically to legislate over black people groups, um, issues all over the planet. One of the things that Yon has told me is that when we're looking at legislating black issues, we need to be united as a black people group. That means every black people group in everywhere, every country, every place, every split space, on this planet to identify unity and to emulate the unity that is in heaven. Now, I want to make a couple things clear because, you know, let's be honest, some people get a little twisted when you talk about various different groups getting together and legislating. First of all, I help uh, with a Florida state legislative group. I also have a Discord page called Mashal, which is in Hebrew, means governing, where I have helped to form legislative groups all over the world, including the UK, Australia. Um, I've got some people in there in the Netherlands, South Africa, and I could go on and on. It's important. In fact, El Jonas said to me specifically and particularly, it's important to unite groups together over there where they have a sphere of influence and have them legislate over those particular issues. If there's any other culture that wants to get together and specifically legislate, let's say over the Asian culture issues, or I can go on, Spanish issues, culture issues, you know, I would encourage you to do that. It is to legislate because we have the sphere of influence because it is our uh, ethnic background but also then to work with other legislative groups and to unite on various different issues all around the planet i want to take an opportunity to introduce to you several of our black legislative group our team we have a fairly large group that comes on and legislates don't we folks Don't we? Yes. Yes. Yes, we do. Yes. Yeah, we have several yes, of us. We do. What's the largest group that we've had come on to legislate? How many people? I think we're maybe in the 20s. Yeah, about 25 mm-hmm. to 28 people. 
about 25 to 28. And on our Facebook page, we have about 75 folks so far. (laughs) Actually, these are all sons. I want to make it clear. These are all sons. In other words, black sons who have matriculated out of the (laughs) church age, out of the fivefold ministry age into the journey of sonship. So I just want to give an opportunity for some of our black legislative sons to share about uh, our group and how wonderful and fantastic it has been. And I want to talk about too, for such a time as this folks, right? Let's talk about Black Lives Matter. And, um, and I got to tell you, there are some people that came after me so strong because I spoke against it. I have no problem. I believe there's too many people who call themselves Christians. They call themselves Christians, but they're supporting a movement that is from the pit of hell. Now, let me tell you why. Because the leaders, several of them are witches or the, or and also involved with ancestral worship. In other words, yes, talking to their ancestry, letting their ancestors lead them. We're not talking about engaging with the cloud of witnesses, folks. These are not people that are engaged and connected with the heart of Hashalish HaKodesh. It's quite the opposite. Folks need to wake up. I'm telling you, if you're an individual that's following, especially a black individual, and you're following this movement, you need to get on board. You need to stop it, and you need to get on board with what Hashalish HaKodesh is doing. I have no problem with being bold about it. I have no problem with talking about it, and I don't care if there's a Christian that's listening to this podcast who has supported it, gone out and walked with them, I'm here to tell you, you are, in, you are in error and you're walking with error, okay? So reach out to the heart of, of El Elyon. Don't just jump on the bandwagon of any and every black movement that's happening around this planet with individuals who don't have a heart for Hashalish HaKodesh because what you're doing is you're aiding the enemy. You're aiding, let me put it this way, you're aiding evil. And that's not what this is all about. So let me hear from you all as to what your thoughts are. First of all, about just joining the group. And then we'll get, we'll get more involved in some of our discussion about Black issues and what's happening on the planet today. Let's hear from uh, who wants to participate first. Let's just hear from you. Well, I'll talk first. Um, I want to say that I'm based out of Canada and uh, you know, it's just by the, I believe, the grace of God that I actually found the Courts of Heaven page. And I was on my journey to going deeper into the Lord. And I'm not looking for fluffy stuff and, you know, prayer groups. I wanted something that was a lot more deeper and a connection. Um, yes. And, and the, I, the Lord has always been, if I look at my, the footsteps of where he brought me from and to, I could see that he was always, he's always been there with me. And so this year, COVID was actually, I would say, and I tell other believers, a great experience for me because, and it sounds like a negative thing or, you know, like, why would you say that? But it's an opportunity for believers to grow closer in their connection with Yahweh. And, you know, COVID caused us to quarantine and be at home, but actually it was a great revelation for me and allowed me to dig deeper into what he is doing. Um, Because God is never, he's never surprised. He's not like, oh, COVID, what's going on? Oh, like, like, what's going on here? Racial tension. Oh, like he ain't, you know, so I am very content in knowing that Yahweh is just, he knows he's on the throne. He knows what's going on. Everything is in order. And so I use this as an opportunity to engage. I know that the heart of Yahweh led me to the courts of heaven page um, through a friend that, um, that I, we used to connect with through our prophetic ministry. And through that, um, 
again, I'm just going to say the Lord led me to, you know, the podcast is for God's well. Um, I was very intrigued. I had an open mind because I said, you know what? I really prayed and asked the Lord to lead me. I don't want to be led by my own spirit. I want to be led by, you know, Hashalush HaKodesh. I want to be led by Rurach HaKodesh. You know, I want to be led by the, by, the, by the Trinity. So I really felt compelled to listen to the God's Well, God's well podcast, go on a few Zoom uh, conferences, and um, it really empowered me because really, you know, Rurach HaKodesh started to show me things from my childhood. And I think I may have said this in a lot of the Zooms, dreams and visions and visitations that I'd never really understood as a child visit, you know, being introduced to angels at a young age. You know, I used to see angels up until six, never really understood that I had actual visions, dreams, walking with Yeshua, um, all these dreams in terms of, you know, even just the leadership in heaven, you know, I've met deacons, I've met like the spiritual. So these things all of a sudden just became like, is this what, this is what it's all about. So from there, it just solidified for me that this is definitely where my home is. And even though I'm still connected to a few believers and Christians out there, um, I know where the Lord is leading me. So this is definitely my home. And I'm just growing deeper and I'm walking deeper into my relationship with Yahweh. And um, just through a lot of the teachings um, and just through, just through prayer and meditation, um, Yahweh has led me um, to just a greater revelation and understanding of who he is. And that's what I've always wanted for the past couple of years. So it's been a great experience. I'm still walking and I'm, I'm excited every time, you know, we get on this podcast, we, when we legislate, it's just an excitement for me. I'm, you know, and even my friends know about this and they see things and they see transition and they see things happening and they, and they're interested so, you know, you know, continue to, you know, I'm praying that, you know, Yahweh will continue to give me the um, understanding and wisdom so that I can continue to walk with um, my friends and bring them into sonship. So that's my experience. Awesome. That's great. Um, I'm, I'm going to pick on Teddy next. She's on and she uh, is very much engaged. I want to say that this group, of course, you've got um, our other bench right here, uh, Ruti's here as well. And we have our other bench member, Mary. She's also part of our uh, Black uh, Legislative Sons group. You don't have to be Black to be part of the group. But um, I'll, I'll, I'll hit you up, Teddy. What do you have to say? Um, I want to um, just talk about the journey of how I came to uh, Black Legislative Sons and into the Kingdom Age. In 2018, um, I was already searching for more beyond the church. I just wanted more. And I came upon um, one of a person that I, I follow on YouTube was talking about the order of Melchizedek. And um, I started hearing more and more about it. And I wanted to know what is order of Melchizedek. And I started researching and I just started digging. I wanted to know more. I read about it in, in the Bible, but I wanted to know more. I'm like, why isn't there more about Melchizedek in the Bible? So I just started searching. I started going on Amazon, looking for books. And I, and I was opened up to this 
which led me to the understanding of the kingdom age. Started, I started, uh, you know, started getting connected with more people who were teaching about the order of Melchizedek and the kingdom age. Somehow I um, led me to the courts of heaven because I come from a deliverance background in ministry. Led me to the courts of heaven, started searching more. And I said, I need to find a group. So I found, uh, searched uh, courts of heaven pages on groups on, on Facebook, found the courts of heaven page. Now here's where it gets interesting. I'm reading through, I'm reading through, and I see this woman who is responding to a lot of the questions. <laughs> and I see she's a part of admin. And this is, you know, this is not a racial thing, but I said, wow, this is a black woman. I begin to relate because I said, she looks like me. You know, I can connect and relate. And I said, okay, her name is Nina Hayden. So I started looking for Nina Hayden. Who is this Nina Hayden? Start looking around. And one day you posted from um, Courts of Heaven, Oswald, you posted your teachings because, you know, from the Shamarlamet school. And you were posting the replays of the classes on Courts of Heaven. So I started listening to see, uh, uh, semester two. I began to listen to semester two, every replay. Then you began to mention you had further teachings on Spotify, God's Wow. And I just began to dig. When you said you had teachings here and you would say, go check out our website. I began to check out the website. I began to check out and I began to listen to all of, your, all of the Spotify um, classes on Spotify. So I went to the website. I said, I'm going to take the next semester's class. So I took semester three. And from semester three is where I actually was able to connect with you and which you invited me to Black Legislative Sons. And that's my journey. And I want to say hello. Thank you. Love you guys. That's awesome. That's awesome. We've met in so many different ways, but the Court of Heaven Facebook page was wow. And it's so funny because when I was first invited to be an admin, I was like, oh my goodness, do I have time to do this? <laughs> but I got a nudge, go ahead and do that. And um, I did, and so many of us have met. Um, Jake, why don't you tell me a little bit? Of, we're just getting, we're just gonna let the listeners to get to know a little bit about our group. Um, we won't, may not all be able to share, but I wanna talk about some important issues uh, after that, Jake, what about you? What, um, how did you come to the Black Legislative Sons? Oh man, <laughs> it was a journey. Uh, it was a long journey. Um, first of all, how did I get even to the, the sonship journey? Right, this is how I got to the uh, uh, the the Black Legislative Sons, and it started. Um, I was functioning as an intercessor. And uh, as, as an intercessor, I was praying and I was like, I'm praying, but I'm not getting all the results. This doesn't make sense because when I look at the Bible, Yeshua just gets the results like that. And I was like, everything that I'm being taught doesn't, make, doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. So I started digging and I actually started writing. When I started digging, I started going into 
the identity. Actually, there's a book that was, I'm still, it's not complete, about the identi identity in Christ. Started writing that book. Researching that, researching that book, I stumbled into the course of heaven. And that's where kind of things shifted. So when I stumbled into the course of heaven, uh, uh, initially I was so excited. I was like, oh, wow, this is it. Course of heaven makes sense. I'm going to get my results. Boom, boom, boom. And it's going to be over with. But then everybody that was teaching course of heaven started talking about repentance. <laughs> I was like, I've repented. But then they started going deeper into repentance. I was like, okay, now my repentance journey, that's how I started getting, uh, I got into the Courts of Heaven Facebook page uh, just by researching more on repentance, uh, read different authors uh, like uh, Bloodline Repentance uh, by Natasha Gibich. I read that. I got deeper into Courts of Heaven and then Nina happened. <laughs> It's happened the same way as Terry said, because I was just following Courts of Heaven and on Facebook page, and Nina was responding. I was like, who is, who is this? Who is this? Cause, because, I mean, to be honest, there wasn't any person of color who was responding initially. So when you started responding, I was like, who is this responding? You know, I started following and just reading the questions, reading your response. Um, and then I don't know what happened. We chatted a little bit. And then uh, you said you had some classes. And, and then I attended one class. It led, to, <laughs> it led to attending all the other classes. And then when you, when you say that you're starting a group, Black Legislative Sons, if I was interested, I was like, oh, yeah, definitely, I'm interested. Um, and that's, that's kind of how I, I got myself here. Summarized version. Awesome. Frank, yeah. can you get on? I want to hear from you. Are you there? Can you get on and just tell us uh, how you came to this group? Can you hear me? Fantastic, Frank. Hey. Hello, everyone. Yeah, uh, I've been in a number of groups for several years now. <laughs> and uh, my journey began with Ian Clayton uh, and there were stories, uh, that I heard from him that I had had similar experiences, but never knew that, uh, that what I was experiencing had any other type of detail, such as, uh, back in, in 07, I was, uh, finished a prayer line that I was hosting and had gotten off and, uh, of the prayer line. And uh, there was a lady standing by my bed, about seven feet tall. I didn't know who she was, didn't know what had happened, and never had any other explanation. My spiritual mother had passed away. I thought it was her coming in spirit. And during this particular uh, day, I had had uh, uh, an intervention. Me and another brother, we were on the prayer line, and we were seeing this man beat this woman in an alley. He was more of a pimp or something like that. And so... Uh, they were both black, but we both talked to him and told him to stop. He looked at us. It was a very real uh, situation that was going on. And so uh, what we did following that, uh, 
you know, we said our goodbyes and said, man, did you see that? He said, yeah, did you see that? You know, we were witnessing this, uh, the effect of stepping in the spirit and seeing this thing and uh, had no other type of recourse for it. And uh, I got too many things open. And so uh, I noticed that after that, after that uh, intervention had finished, I was laying down to go back to sleep because I usually got up at two in the morning here in California so I could reach the East Coast side of my prayer line. And then I had someone administrating in the, in the central and then here in California. And I tried to do whatever, but anyway, it was time to go back to bed. And so as I laid there, I had this uh, spirit come in. And when she did, I didn't know, you know, I was just, it tripped me out. It's like, oh, what was that? So anyway, later on, tearing up a few years later, I heard Dr. O and both Ian Clayton talking about the spirit of wisdom and how she looked. And this was a woman about seven feet tall, and she had on this silver type of gown. And uh, to me, it looked like one of those cone type things. You know how women wore that back in the, uh, I don't know what era it was, but had that comb with the little doily on the back of their head. And that's what I was picturing. Uh, so anyway, when they, when they described wisdom, it opened up and said, ah, it was the spirit of wisdom. So uh, I have been seeing that I know since I was around five years old. Um, in that the enemy has tried to stop me. I remember uh, back in 1990, Bob Jones prophesied to me and he was saying, here's a man that goes through valley, mountain peaks, valley, mountain peaks. He said, and God says, I didn't lead him there. He said, it's the enemy that has drove you. It came through the generation. So I had to study generational curses. Uh, you know, I looked at a lot of things. I've been on a lot of these groups. Like I said, uh, I was part with Mike uh, Parsons when he first began. And there was just situations to where I just had to drop out of things because it wasn't carrying me to my level. You know, uh, I think that a lot of times people will give us as far as they can, because I believe in the process of matriculation and we go from glory to glory. And it's not a bad thing to leave a place or to stop doing a particular thing because what you're doing is you're building up your resume, or you're That's building good. up mm -hmm. confidence, building up your understanding. And when we're ready to graduate, like I was telling Sister Nell today, one of the things I looked at was Second Kings uh, 2. And I said that all of the prophets, they all knew Elijah was about to translate. They all knew that, they all knew, no matter where they went, everybody knew. But nobody wanted Elisha's place. They all wanted him to be ready for what he was to receive. So everybody has to be in their own place in order for us to do what we Come need on, to bro. do. Come on, bro. Come on. Next phase. And so I, I asked last time we were on who was seeing something, who was hearing something before we came on, you know, so that we could all say, ah, I saw that. Oh, I heard that. Oh, I know that. And it's like this revisitation of who we are. It begins to lift us up as one unit. And so uh, I'm grateful with all my heart, because I've been in a lot of groups, like I said, and when I would say things or see things, you know, uh, it wasn't in proportion to where their teacher was telling them to go. 
<laughs> we had a thing here in California, like I said, uh, to, to administrate over the fires. I remember once when I had three people, we were praying over the fires here in California, and I just began to declare and decree uh, that the smoke would become rain clouds and just spoke it into being. And they said, oh, it's the first time we've ever seen the fire get put out by its own cloud rain. You know, we have to come to the place to where this earth is ours. He's given it to us to mandate and to begin to speak things forth. And so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm so grateful that I can have uh, uh, a communion with like-minded believers that we're called in this area. Uh, I remember calling forth, stepping into the uh, the courts and and dealing uh, with a group from from Europe. And so uh, when we stepped into, uh, I, I can't think of the name of the the group there, but uh, we stepped into the courts, and all of a sudden I began to see Abraham. And so I told everybody, I said, oh. Father Abraham is here. And all of a sudden, everybody saw him. And this is what I'm looking for here. Everybody's seeing the same thing, like these prophets did. Everybody's speaking the same thing. He said that nothing will be restrained from us, because that's what was hidden from there at the Tower of Babel. So when I came on, when we first began this thing, I thought that the, the issue was with, with Noah and his sons. That's where this prejudice came in. I've been looking intently to find out. I stepped into that thing, because we we have the right to step into the timeless realm and see things that have occurred once we begin to believe this. And so tonight I was just thinking, what do I have tonight to bring? And I was looking at John G. Lake and how the bubonic plague died in his hands. And his secret, the secret that he had was that I live in the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. That's what John G. Lake said. And so with tonight, we take hold of the spirit of life that is in him. We can do miraculous things throughout the earth. And no matter where we are, no matter what continent we're on, because I believe we're going to be on all continents tonight uh, as we're speaking, and there will be changes. So that's how I got into the group. I was hungry. I called it forth. I needed the fellowship. You know, I needed something. I've been at a at a serve at a church that I mean, they don't know if I'm a a, a doormat or if I'm a, a fly on the wall. They don't know nothing. They don't care. They don't care. But you know what? I'm grateful that there are people here that care and that know and that uh, are able to pull up on the gift because it's there. Amen. Is that enough for me? <laughs> oh, that's excellent, bro. That actually, that is fantastic because one of the things I want to say, which I enjoy and love so much about this group is the fire that you all bring and the anointing that you have and that you bring, even just born with it or engaging in this process, just the, the enthusiasm and to step into the court of the Kings with this group is so powerful. I know that this is the black group, or if you want to call movement, that Hashalish HaKodesh can place their government upon, not the movements out there. Because what do we always say? We always say, always seek the heart of El Elyon first, the father first, and then legislate out of his heart what is to take place on the planet. So we don't just look at what we see. We, we do what we see our father doing. And that is our, that is our, um, 
uh, motive of operandi here. That is what we're doing. Ruthie, what do you what do you think about this group? How are you enjoying it? Yeah, this group is amazing. I was just sitting here thinking, we have to start practicing. I like what Frank said about the clouds and the rain, um, but we have to practice little stuff first. Just uh, when were those tornadoes? Yeah, about two weeks ago. Anyway, about two weeks ago, I was. I heard these tornado sirens go off. So I'm, I go into <coughs> the living room to see what's on the news. And they said, oh yeah, tornadoes over Grand Prairie. So I came back in the bedroom. I went on my mountain and I, above the tornadoes, and I said, okay, we need the rain. So you can drop the rain but you cannot touch anything in Grand Prairie. <laughs> um, the tornadoes were going east. East? Yeah. yeah, they were going east. And we kind of in the central part of Grand Prairie, so they had, it, they had already gone over a little west. the w west of us. And in the morning, well, by the time I got back, it was about 13 minutes. And the guy on the news said, oh, the tornadoes are abating. And so my daughter said to me, so when you went in the bedroom, what did you do? I said, I went <laughs> to sit on the mountain and told it what it needed to do. So for us, if we are going to um, govern over countries, we have to start where we are, knowing that right where you are, whatever is happening around you, we can make changes. Mm -hmm. So in the morning, um, when the news came back on, the western part of Grand Prairie had seen some tornadoes, tornado damage, and then they were gone. Mm -hmm. So, so for uh, I know we've been we've we've all been walking in this for a while, walking in our authority. But now it's, I think it's time to take things to the next level. Mm, I was yes. just, I was just uh, looking at what's going on in Africa right now um, with the elections, all these different elections and um, in Ivory Coast and in, in um, Uganda, some of these other countries and things are not the way they should be. And there's a lot of suns in these countries. There are a lot of powerful people in these countries. And so I think it's time for us to try to reach out to them, to join with us. I know there's, there's uh, some of my friends in Zimbabwe I've been talking to and getting on, getting on, um, on this platform or on this journey because there's power in numbers. A three, a three, four chord cannot be broken. How many of us are here right now? 13. That's right. Mm -hmm. But once this group grows, we have authority over stuff that's getting ready to happen. Even when the group that's, is small, though. I mean, it's like we don't even have exactly. to be large in number. Even if it's two, two or more. Even if it's one, right? It only takes right. one 
to get the ball rolling. But what you're saying, I totally get in that we are, I, I have no doubt that um, by the next time, I'll, I don't even have a problem saying it in, in, in a year's time, the amount of, of black sons that'll be part of this movement will be, you won't even be able to count them, uh, you know? And it's because every race and, and people get, people who are sensitive about talking about race issues, let me just tell you, get over yourself. <laughs> Okay, get over yourself. What evil wants to do is make it seem like when you talk about race, black, white, it automatically means division. That is what evil has implanted in people's minds, okay? Being different, looking different, even though we all have the same blood, is part of Hashalish HaKodesh's plan. They are uh, a, a trinity of variety. They're not even the same, although they're one. Okay, we all have characters, personalities. We celebrate that. That is beautiful. And we can talk about our differences to one another and not be triggered by the racism. It's the evil. In fact, the Trinity has told me it's evil's plans to separate, divide, and conquer. And so let's talk about some of the Black issues that we struggle with because there are many countries that we have, but they're just not prospering like they should. And we, we know there's stuff like witchcraft, there's stuff like controlling and manipulating the countries, even the leaders are controlled by witchcraft, there's poverty, there's issues with the way that... Um, some of us that we treat our children, we could talk about the issues here in the United States of America, black on black crime, black people killing black people. All of the stupidness is buying into evil's plans to divide and conquer, okay? And because the Black Lives Movement has been so large and everybody wants to jump on board of being racially sensitive, what a stupid phrase that is, okay? When we all know who we are in LL Yon, Father God, there's no need to be racially sensitive because all of our hearts are connected to him. And in unity, we're all doing what we see him doing. And so we're loving one another, regardless of color, regardless of skin, regardless of gender, okay? So we, the world, remember, the world tries to mimic, okay, a movement or something that looks good, but underneath it's insidious because if the leaders are not connected to the Trinity, you need to run as fast as you can. But then the question is, well, what's the alternative? What other groups are out there that are actually doing what needs to be done to, you know what, bring unity in the races together, deal with our own issues and inside of our races, our various different races, come together and work together. So I've never been a person that's been shy to talk about race um, and understanding what are the issues are with my race, my people, with other people's race. I can point out other people's race issues with other races too. But the issue is I'm really, really excited because I know, hey, it's time for the world to see that there is a true movement out there, a true black movement that is godly, that is connected to the heart of Hashalish HaKodesh and that is governing from up above. See, we're not trying to handle or deal with racial issues from the earth above. We're dealing with all the issues that are all black issues 
from above to the earth. And that's the way it needs to be done from our legislative mountain. So I just want to have a little just discussion about that, about I'm going to hear from Rebecca next. And Rebecca, why don't you talk to us about uh, some of the uh, Black issues and your thoughts on that? Well, um, praise him. There is, there, there is an issue, there, there is an issue. And I know that when I have a meeting, because I tend to have a meeting with dad, and it's like, that what, how are we gonna do? He turns around to me, I remember he says, you know the gates of the earth that I created has been given to you to govern and to speak and to guide. So if you're not happy with something, you're in my son, and you're in the authority and the power of my son, you speak and you make changes. So I said, oh, okay. I said, well, you know, I'm a United Kingdom. There's a lot going on. And then that says, I remember saying, I said, but, you know, we have a negative connection with darkness. It's about, I created darkness. He has a being. Speak to him. I'm thinking, wow, okay. So I remember going and thinking, you know what, darkness? I know that evil has been planted in you. You've got to spit it out. You have a blueprint from Yahweh. So when I walked down, I intentionally walked down just to let him know to say, we're here to stay. And I know that we're legislating. The last time, last week, we legislated over United Kingdom. Oh my goodness, you need to see some things that is flying out because we are determined that the gate of United Kingdom is ours to govern. We are going to sit at the gate and we are going to be speaking we are legislating and we are releasing what we want in this nation. Not the devil, not the evil one, not the evil being. We had enough. You sat there for so long out of ignorance. And that's what I'm trying to say. Now we have a lot of movement of black churches in the United Kingdom. And it's frustrating when they stuck in the church age to say, listen, we've been at this. There is little movement. Prayer is answered. Prayer is not answered. You know, you have people saying, we've been praying and praying and praying. Why is there no changes? Let's change position. Let's go to heaven. And let's speak from there. And then we'll make changes down here. And there's people like, um, I don't know what you mean. I said, you know what? You have to be sick and tired of doing the same marathon. And you ain't winning. And if you win, it's just a little bit. So let's change. That, you know, because one thing I always say is, I started with my children. Immediately, I took my children straight to heaven. I said to them, never again are we speaking from here. You go up. You speak from heaven. They will come down with stroll. They have golden dust on their hands. They will come and say, oh, I had a conversation with that. The way they even talk about it now, it's just casual. You know, I said, we just had a meeting. So it's that. And I'm really letting... United Kingdom notice that listen, you want to make changes, especially amongst black people. We've got to change. We're forever in what we do. The Lord loves our zeal. But come on, we need to wake up. And now that we're speaking, like one of the things is obviously because of the abuse that's going on, 
one of the words that I release is, Lord, I need instant exposure and things to be in place. And you need, you turn around, you hear a child is about to be kidnapped and somebody intercept. A child is about to somebody intercept. Oh, these young people were about to get into a fight and somebody intercept. And that's what we release. So to say, no, we have to take back what is ours. We have a right to be here. Not an evil being, not an evil one, not an e wicked person. We, the children, the sons of Yahweh, we have a right. We have a right to be here and we will speak. And when we speak, it is so. So you got to go. You know, time is up. You got to go. Enough. And we are seeing it. And we are, honestly, we are doing a triple kicking. And I told them, I am not Yahweh. I didn't create you. So I am not merciful. So I'm dealing with you. You come. I'll tear you down. I have all the weapons. I've seen the weapon room and I use any weapon. So when you come, I'm tearing you down. So the enemy knows. He's hearing and he's, he's getting that understanding like, listen, these people are not ramping. <laughs> They're getting tired of us. So I think we need to move. I told them find somewhere else. I'm dealing with the sea as well. So yes, that's our testimony to say yes. Honestly, it's going to be a testimony. There's more angels being released to say, gone are the days that we're seeing demons, demons. No, 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 no. Time out. Out you go. Angels. So people are seeing more angels. Come on. This, is, uh, this, this belongs to us, yes. not to the enemy. So that's where we are. So we are on fire. Praise oh, God. See what I said about this group, man. You just get so, woo, you start to burn. The passion is awesome. I want to hear from Silk because I know she has some words to drop. Boop, boop drop about you know this um again you know black issues black lives matter and that type of thing and and just being a black son and how awesome it is to be a part of this uh the 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 full journey of sonship uh what do you have to say so thank you so much nina it's an honor to be here um thank you so much for your vision and for your fortitude um and i can't even imagine what it has taken uh, the level of sacrifice, the consistency, um, and the perseverance to even create and go forth in something like this. So your pioneering work um, is not unnoticed. Um, we all appreciate you. Um, and you bring out the stalker in us, apparently, because we all have stories of chasing Nina, right? <laughs> it's like, where's Nina? What is Nina doing? What, what class is she offering? Where's this lady? Who is this lady? What's up with her, right? Um, I have the same story of finding you in the courtrooms of heaven page um, held up by um, Terry Spencer and hearing about the autosomes and your teaching and literally just stalking you anywhere in online where you were as it's like who is this lady what is she about whatever she's got I gotta get it and you know of course very shortly thereafter you created this BLS page um, and group and invited me and I was like heck yeah you don't have to ask you want my password you could approve me yourself just whatever you need to do any other rooms you could think that I could approve be part of go ahead add my name I don't even care you know so it was just that kind of thing and what I've heard overall from everybody who spoke um, is that there was um, a dissatisfaction and a discontention. Um, it's okay to be dissatisfied with something, but I think that discontention is what really created the movement and the force that we all came in with. So we came in with not just being 
um, frustrated, tired, or misplaced. We came in like, no, we want something different and we want it now. So everything in us really was talking, was speaking, it was yelling. It was like, okay, we're here for this. And so it's not a, and we all know that we're going to grow in this. We all know that we're starting at this level and it's okay. But something about the church age, you know, you're not going to grow, but it's a frustrating not going to grow. It's like, you're not going to grow and it's going to be a dead end. So what are you going to do? But in Yahweh and in sonship, you know, you're going to grow. It's absolute, right? But there's a satisfaction that comes from the growth and the elevation. And as Frank said, the matriculation that goes along with it. So it's an adventure. It's exciting. It's frustrating because you're learning and then you're growing and you're stretching, but you come back for more. So it's a kind of satisfaction that you really, you don't get any place else. So anyone who's interested, anyone who has black issues on their mind, anyone who's black or has a sincere heart for black people and our issues, please, we would love to have you. And we're all shaking our heads. I know we're on um, podcast and you can't see us, but all of us are like shaking our heads in agreement. And so for me, um, I came in being just like Jake, an intercessor. And if you really have a heart for God, you can't but pray but so long and not really want his heart. And fortunately and unfortunately, Black people, by nature, innately, we have a zeal, a strength, a vibe, a rhythm, you know, and we can go with things on our own strength until you one day you stop and say, wait a minute, this is not like, I'm not getting anywhere here. There's a dissatisfaction again in that soul. And so for me, sonship was coming into more relationship. And I go to what Ruthie was saying about speaking over the storms and the tornadoes. It wasn't her authority that she was walking in. And the reason why we're so successful in what we're doing and why the legislation is working and why it doesn't take a whole bunch of us and it has to take a million of the Black Lives Matter people, if you will, is because we're literally in Yahweh's heart. And I don't care how big your team is or your army or your whatever, hashtag whatever you've got going together, it will not beat Yahweh's heart because he's on the side of his heart. So again, when two or more are gathered, he's in the midst. And when he's in the midst, really what he says goes. So the people who are prancing around and picketing, writing, whatevering, think that they're doing, they're really standing on nothing. And it's just about time that we continue to have these meetings and more people join in that all the platforms that they've created will not just crumble down, they'll completely disintegrate and we'll have the joy of watching it happen. And so this is kind of where we are um, as a group. There's no age discrimination here. We love young people. We love middle-aged people. We love seasoned people. Come one, come all you have a heart for it you want the real authority where you see real change and go into Yahweh's heart and also be personally taken care of because one of the issues in the black church is being that intercessor or that successful person on the outside but your personal life is also crumbling and that's a serious imbalance and when you're in Yahweh's heart that doesn't exist so when you're in legislation and you're legislating as a son and then you're legislating as a black son so you have that extra little added community there your personal life life and your other life outside of that, your church life, your ministry, whatever it is that you're called to, your business is all in balance because it all goes back to Yahweh's heart. That becomes your new platform, not a church building, not your pastor, your bishop, archbishop, deluxe with sugar on top and cherries, but the true, true heart of Yahweh. And you cannot lose with that. So 
again, the, the heart of Black people, we're really taking care of the matters that were neglected. And something that said, Jake said weeks ago, not only are we doing what we're supposed to do, we're doing what we were always supposed to be doing. And so there's such a corrective and a historic thing that's happening here. And we'd love everybody to join. So good. Whoa, man, that was awesome. So can speak of the young folks, I want to I want to uh, tap on the shoulder of Joshua. He's he's um, one of our Black legisl legislative sons, and he hails out of the south of Florida. He's a piece of college. He's a college guy. With but he comes with a lot of inquisitiveness and deep thinking. That I'm like, whoa, dude, are you even from this planet? Joshua, how are you? <laughs> I gave you a really good introduction. I want to hear from you, bro. <laughs> Uh, I'm fine. Uh, we're talking about Black Lives Matter, right? Uh, I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly. Yes, sure. Yes. Um, my thoughts on Black Lives Matter is that I see it as more as it's a sense to say it's to cause a, a division among a lot of people. I mean, for me, every time I was in school, it's like they always push the Black, um, push black history on you, but it's not in the sense of to say it's like, it's all showing you the, 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 the bad stuff, the bad stuff. And it's like, they're not really showing you the good. And then when you look in this time right now, it's all about the, like, for me, especially it's like, you see a lot of people holding a lot of racial tension, especially even Christians. And it's like dumb things over, like, especially in the, how, you, how you see liberals today talking about like, you know, reparations and even though to say that for example you ain't have ancestors like it's kind of crazy and like everybody's just jumping on the bandwagon it's for me all i see it as is to say is this cause racial divide and especially when coming into sonship it's now is to say that why are you focused on something so early something so like you know if you know your identity if you know that you're from above why why is your mind so focused down here on earthly matters? I remember even in Ascension group, um, the father always saying to me, it's like, you know, don't even focus down here. Like for me, I never really care about down here most of the time. <laughs> My mind is, you can say, stuck in the clouds. So for me, it's like hearing about black issues and things that's going on. I choose to honestly keep my mind centered on Christ. Like for me, for another thing, one guy came to me and says, um, like, he would, like, because I was seeing this dumb thing about this and, like, people bowing down and something about Black, um, Black Lives Matter was forcing people to, to, like, bow down and repent or something. But I said, don't you ever do that. I don't need it. Why are you, like, why are you doing this to me for? I, 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 this is the thing. It's like all they're doing is causing a divide among everybody. It's, it's just like false humility. And, and to be honest, and as it goes on, it's like, as you see them generate money, it's not even to help the black community. I mean, especially when you see those who are backing it, if we actually want to go into the realistic sides of the world, why are you supporting a group that is backed by the most evil man, George Soros, who, is, who, is for, who, who, who has toppled nations, cause racial division among so many countries it's it's just crazy and people are not even looking deep into it like for me for example i'm a person to say is that i don't go 
I'm not a person who goes by my feelings. For me, feelings have always, like, you know, it says, don't trust your heart. I rather trust the heart of God, seek him for, 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 for all the answers. Because usually for me, is that when people just always going by their emotions, and it's, it's like you're not making a sound judgment. But yeah, that's what I got for Black Lives Matter. It's just a, it's just a, an, an honestly hypocritical group. No Christian should even be a part of it. Yes. If you are still part of that group, you have a problem that is that is rooted in hate or something that is like that is like keeping you back tied to this earth, and you honestly need to stop because you should not be tied to 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 Black Lives Matter if you're if you are truly walking into the sonship journey or even to say Christian for that matter. Your mind is supposed to be centered on Christ, not not ancestral worship. Even though to say, for example, we all come from Africa or whatever, you, your first allegiance is it um is above, not below. That's excellent. Oh man, and the child shall lead them. I tell you what. <laughs> I think we, you know, no, I, I think I know we all need to be, come on, folks, especially if the whole world is jumping on it. I mean, come on. In other words, there's a there's a movement that's out there that any and every Tom, Dick, and Harry is jumping on it. It doesn't matter what sin they're entrenched in. It doesn't matter their lifestyle. In fact, if you read the website of Black Lives Matter, they their goal is to destroy the marriage institution and to say it's okay to be homosexual. It's okay to, to I mean, you know, Listen, and it's so funny. Christians will overlook that because they think, oh, well, well, it's, you know, it's a movement that will help people get over yourself and wake up and don't be blinded to this foolishness. It's foolishness. Remember, there was a while, and I don't know if anybody, whoever's listening to this, if you haven't heard of my teaching that talks about we are now in the time of judgment for the house of Israel, I'm telling you. If you are not someone that is fully, completely, 100% on the side of Hashulish HaKodesh, you will fall. Your mountain, whatever you have built it upon, that's not built it upon them, it will fall, it will crash, it will burn. I'm not holding any words back, and I don't care what anybody thinks. The Bible says, by their fruit you shall know them. And y'all know me. I don't hold anything back in the Court of Heaven's page either. When I'm talking to a bunch of Christians that come from the church age, fivefold ministry, or whatever, the bottom line is I am responsible for the mandate that Hashalish HaKadosh has given me, and I will walk that out. And if that means, yeah, it may cut people a little bit, it is what it is. But I need to be quiet because I do have some other people I want to hear from. I want to hear from Carol because I know she's been itching to say something. <laughs> Bring it on, sis. What you got? <laughs> well, I just wanted to agree with that, what you just said. Um, I would be concerned, and I think everybody should be concerned if we are um, along with, with, with the, the majority, because we know that the scripture tells us that the, the road is narrow for those who are, you know, are in him. So the, if, if the road is too wide, we have to really be concerned that there is something there that we're missing. And just to say that one of the things that father does is like he changes our perspective when we step into the sonship journey, because I know before I came into this journey and I was seeking, 
I think I've always been seeking ever since I got I, I, I came to know the Lord. I've always known that that I just didn't belong where I was. I just knew it. It was just in, instilled within me. But I was always searching and you know, to, to come to see that there was this all this whole other group that was things that was happening that, you know, that I didn't know about. And because of similar to what Yolanda said, because of COVID, that's how I got introduced to the groups that were out there, you know, and I got introduced through an, another uh, friend of mine, um, Grace Wan Kay, who she introduced me to the Revolution is Here group. And that's how I kind of got to see Nina legislate that one time. And I was like, wow, this is so, so orderly. It's like so on point. I'm like, who is this person? And that's how my journey started. But with the, the, the Black Sons, I mean, there are so many things that we need to be doing in for, for our for our people and for you know for the for the black the black legislate, legislation that you know things that have really not been been addressed and as you said you know because black lives matter has been so much louder than the church has been and they and then in, instead of of us having our own platform we were kind of following black black lives matter which is not the way it should be we should be the pioneers we're not supposed to be following anybody because we are made out of our father's image and he has created us to walk in the authority he's given us such an authority that we should be walking in and so when we don't walk in that authority is when we become complicit and we start to follow other voices you know so we have to really be aware of our connection where our connection lies our connection needs to be with the heart of Yahweh because if our connection is with the, the heart of Yahweh then we will see from the perspective of Yahweh and we're not going to see what other people are seeing because they're seeing Black Lives Matter as, as something that's going to take them from where they need to get from but we're seeing it from the, through the eyes of the truth because Yeshua is the truth and so he shows us from that perspective the truth as it is and our per perception changes and that's one of the things that I started to see through this journey of, of sonship and through getting to know Nina and going to her classes and just being exposed to so much so many different things and I know for me personally I was always question and I was like I know that there is more I know that there is more and as he started to flood the more then I was like oh my god there is so much more <laughs> then I started to kind of get like oh well, I was like wow wow there is so much more that I didn't realize was there but it's all in in order for us to step into our position as sons so that we can start to really really begin to impact and that's the thing that I I, I don't know I can't I could not stay and continue to do something that is not having an impact and that is one of the things that that's always driven me in the in the church because I always felt like there is something that should be happening I believe the, the Bible literally that whatever Yeshua said I should be doing those things I should not be saying I can't do this I can't do that whatever he says I literally believe everything that he says that he says I can do I can do it and so that's the, the, the place that we need to be and we know who our father he's created us for greatness he's created us for the, the authority that he's placed upon our shoulders he, like, he placed that on our shoulders and we have to step into that position in order to be able to, uh, to, 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 to take that you know position to step and do what we need to do in the position that he has placed and offered unto us so I'm I'm so so excited for this group for you know all the things that we are learning all the things that we're doing all the things that we're legislating and I just want to encourage everyone out there to really seek to find the heart of Yahweh seek to to be a son because this is where everything is this is what Yahweh has for us is what he has mandated for us to be and this is a season and I just want to share one word before I go I know the father was was sharing a word with me about seasons and sometimes we stay in a season 
and it may be a good season, but sometimes it's time to move on and we don't want to move on because we're in that season and we feel like, you know, everything's happening for us. We're doing great. No, you know, there's no troubles at our doors. We're, we're, we're growing. We think we're growing, but they're always saying, no, that's not the season. You need to step into the new season. We tend to think that when he says the season, you know, there's a season for this. We always go to the, the, the season where we're struggling and we're like, oh, we're going to get out of that season. But there are also good seasons that we need to get out of too. And so that's what Yahweh is saying. There are good seasons that you have to move out of because you can't get to that great season until you move out of that good season. So I'll end it right there. Woo, that's fire. Oh my goodness, I love this group. There's so much fire. Andre, come on. I know I know. It's, Andre's a busy man. Apparently he's got a, he's been listening, but he's got to bounce. But we want to hear from him just a little bit before he gets off. Andre, you there? Yeah, Nia, how you doing, Jay? Good, good. What you got, bro? Uh, I just want to talk about like uh, just the sonship uh, journey. I met Nina uh, through uh, Ian Clayton's group, actually. Um, how I got to this whole journey was just um, I started having just these encounters that I couldn't explain um, just uh, regularly. And uh, there was really no one to talk to about it. Uh, it's like I would talk to my family about it and they would think I'm crazy. Uh, it actually got to a point, uh, actually, they took me to uh, like the psych people and to just make sure that everything was okay. And um, you know, these encounters just kept happening and kept happening. And I started, uh, but when uh, these things would happen, like uh, there would be fruit in my life. So uh, after a while, they started to notice that, okay, maybe he's not crazy. And um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, he always just been growing me more and more. And um, it's just always been this, just this cry, like um, there, there has to be more. Like uh, in the church age, we just think of like all these things happen and, um, you know, you, we pray. Like someone was talking about earlier, we pray and sometimes we get results and sometimes we don't. And it's just kind of like this, it's just slow. I mean, it's just too slow, I guess, <laughs> for me. And um, this sonship journey, uh, it just feels like this is what we were born to be. And this is what we're supposed to be doing. And um, just this group has helped a lot. And um, just being in this on this journey in general has just been awesome. Thank you. Awesome, Andre. Great to hear from you. And thank you so much for being on, bro. We really appreciate it. I want to hear from uh, Deborah. She just popped on. And um, Deborah, we're just talking about, um, we're just talking about, and then if anybody else, either Nell, um, uh, Nell, uh, Kay, or Sam, you want to pop on, you're more than welcome to. And then we'll end the podcast there. But um, Deborah, we're basically talking about um, the whole, you know, the whole idea of, of black issues, the Black Lives Matter movement, what we're doing, legislating, and and uh, what are your thoughts on that? Because I know you always got stuff to say, but you did pop on, so let me know. You got anything to say? She may be just hanging out listening. She's we got some folks that are hanging out and they just listening, so. Um, anybody else want to pop on and just, just speak? We're going to do some just closing closing uh, comments. So is there anyone else that want to pop on? Somebody that I haven't called on yet just to give a little insight into what's going on. Anybody? I'll share a word. Okay, go for it. And listening to everyone, I am agreeing. And I met Nina through uh, a Zoom meeting, I believe it was, with uh, Terry Spencer. And that encouraged my heart even more so. 
I had been looking into the courts of heaven, listening to different teachers, uh, Robert Henderson and Clayton. I love uh, Justin, Paul Abraham. But I, I just didn't really feel that there was a connection for black uh, folk to identify with. Uh, not that we couldn't identify with it, but it seemed like there was a lack of identity on some of these ministers' parts as far as black people were concerned. You know, uh, they may have cared. Yeah, I'm sure they probably did. But you rarely heard about our plight and the issues that, that we've been going through. I've always been one to seek the heart of God as far as something new when it comes across my plate. And I've always been the one to seek his heart and say, now, is this of you, Father? Or, or what do you think of that? Or what is it? Is this the truth? You know, is this you? Rather than throw the baby out with the bathwater, I'd always seek the heart of God. And so if there's anyone listening this evening, if something may sound a, a little strange, you know, because when I first started jumping on listening to some of these courtroom sessions, even this Black Sonship, you know, when they talk about they done met Abraham and they see Enoch and all, you know, it's kind of like, whoa, okay. You know, your mind kind of goes, woohoo, you know, but stick with it. Stick and hang in there because this here is not all there is. You know, this is just a facade of a realm that we're walking in. This isn't the, the truth of the word. You know, this isn't the real, uh, <laughs> this isn't the real world, so to speak. You know, there is more. And the fact that we're accessing it, and the fact that we're growing and coming into what the Father's heart has always been for us to walk, you know, uh, uh, this is our awakening. This is our awakening. And this group, to me, reminds me of, you know, the uh, foolish virgins and the wise virgins. Well, this, you know, some were prepared, some wasn't. That's what this kind of reminds me of, you know, a preparation. You know, we're, be, we're preparing our hearts. We don't have it all, but we're growing. We're pressing toward that mark. We are setting the growing creation free. And I'm also one, I, I, I'm not real versed in the sonship but, and, and the courts, you know, but I am pretty well versed in love, pretty well versed in discernment. And, and with that being said, it's, it's fairly easy now, from where I came from, it's fairly easy now to me to discern that, yeah, this is the heart of God. Yeah, this is good. Yeah, this one's on point, you know. And so when I started listening to uh, Terry Spencer, he had such a, a, a humble spirit. And then Nina was on there with her little crazy self. She, <laughs> well, I, love, I love it. As much knowledge and wisdom as she has in teaching us, you know, you're just so down to earth, sister. I'm not just saying that just to blow your head up. It's the truth. You know, she's not all out there trying to be all this, all that. You know, she's just breaking it down, telling it like it is from the heart of God. And I appreciate that. I really do. And it's, it's easy to entreat. It's easy to, to hear from you. It's easy to receive when you have a heart of humility like that, you know, the teachable spirit you know, is, is easy 
that teachable spirit is easy to be taught as well. And so we're learning from a very gifted and, and beloved sister. We thank the Lord for you. Thank God for all of you. Amen. And that smile that Silk Walker has, girl, you're infectious with that grin. I love it. <laughs> oh, praise Yahweh. Awesome. That was amazing. <laughs> That's wonderful. I think Kay wanted to say something next. It looks like she uh, wants to chat. Is that true? Yeah. Thing? Oh, are you talking about me? I am, yes. Okay. Oh, okay. Hi, everybody. I'm sorry I was late, but wow, it's been a week. Anyway, I just wanted to say that um, I'm really appreciative of the things that I have uh, been able to glean from um, from Nina and from Ruth and um, the is her name Mary, the other lady. That's correct. Lovely lady yes. that wrote the book. Yeah. Very, yes. So I'm 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 appreciative. Um, I really love the podcast, um, and I'm probably going to go through them again. I've been through them a couple of times just to get things to kind of gel. Um, one of the things that um, I can say for sure is that the splitting soul and spirit, that that is really a key thing, and it does bring a shift if you uh follow through on splitting the splitting soul and spirit uh, uh prayer along with communion i i know that there's you know you experience a shift and i'm i'm really grateful for that um and again the podcasts are are excellent and i am just like i have to tell you how excited i am about the prospect of receiving my medallion or my necklace or whatever you want to call it i just can't wait to see what's going to happen because you know we are dealing with um uh 5g we're dealing with a lot of different frequencies that are not good for our bodies right now and even um you know there's just so many um um what do i want to say um just just so many things that that we are dealing with and not in the atmosphere in the spirit realm and so on and so forth and and i agree with that word on the five wise virgins that we really need to tap into that. And that's another thing, Nina, I just want to say that you're the first person that I ever heard talk about becoming acquainted with the sevenfold spirit of God, but like, you know, get acquainted with wisdom and then try getting acquainted with understanding. I, that is, that's just mind blowing. And I really appreciate the, um, um, the level of, um, revelation that that you're able to share um to take us further man i just love y'all so much anybody else who hasn't spoken do you want to who hasn't spoken because we're about to end it anybody else who hasn't spoken that wants to speak and say anything i'll, I'll give you a chance or forever not forever hold your peace you can i have talk. spoken but i have a couple of things real quick hold on hold on let me see if there's anybody else that wants to speak all right go on frank all right, just quickly, uh, while she was speaking, I heard the word riptide, 
And uh, I like to swim in the ocean. I'm sure many of you do. And here in California, we had to learn about riptides and swimming in the ocean. Sometimes you can be pulled swimming and all of a sudden something grabs you and you're just pulled on out to sea. Well, to get out of it, you swim along the shore until you're able to get back in. So if you feel you're going too far out in something, swim along the shore until you're able to get back in. The other portion that I wanted to say, Dr. King, Martin Luther King said, I have been to the top of the mountain. I have seen our particular training is going to the top of the mountain and see these other groups. Like I put on there, I posted a moment ago on this chat, that uh, is it true that reparations are only given to a people who have declared war upon this nation? As black people, we've never declared war on this nation. Could this possibly be the enemy's tactic in what Black Lives Matter is bringing forth to declare war on the nation so that these things of reparations can be given. So when we look at this stuff, let's view these things so that we can have a tactic to tear down uh, this particular plan that the enemy has. So, you know, those are just a couple of things that I saw uh, while we were speaking today is that, uh, Dr. King went up on the mountain. We are taught to go up on our mountains. We are seeing things there. We are implementing. They're unable to see. They're only being fed and, and filtered through uh, this other. I sent you some stuff. I didn't even listen to the stuff. I know somebody has sent it to me, but I just sent it over. I said, I just wanted you to see uh, some of the tactics that are are uh, from people who have been placed in office are speaking and they're fueling this thing and it needs to be squashed, it needs to be stopped. So I believe, like I've said for years, the more of us that begin to uh, get into the political realm and we begin to get elected into office, we begin to hold precinct meetings in our homes, we begin to communicate these things. We don't have to worry about what's going on. I haven't been very political as far as, you know, who's this, who's that, because I've been seeing. And I know that Father mm -hmm. has us in a place of seeing, and then we speak it in our secret and decree it. Uh, like Sister said a moment ago about the uh, storms, when I lived in Oklahoma, back in 1981, I had worked at a, a place and the tornado had hit my job and it followed me all the way home until it reached the back gate of the 10 acre fish property that I lived on and it jumped over the property. If it hadn't been going, it would have hit my bedroom, killed me and everybody else in this house, but it jumped over the property. So what happened? What encouragement was given to me when this particular level of safety happened? I want you to examine yourselves, find out different patterns in your life where you were saved from, from uh, different trials and troubles and what happened, examine it and, and enter into that thing and speak to it, you know, and then we'll be able to see more clearly. So that's what I have, amen. That's excellent, bro. Thank you so much for that. I mean, I just love this group. Go on, Rebecca. I have a testimony actually, uh -huh. because when we legislate on the mountain about us taking our position, especially releasing the black sons, my daughter was offered the very head of our education across half of UK. So when she takes over, she legislates on the earth. So that's my testimony that I wanted to give to say, it's working, I am seeing it from what we're doing from that mountain. 
and it's been established. And she's not the only one. I can talk about other people, but I just wanted to give you that, that my one is, and this is nearly about 100 schools. Come on. Woo! Praise him, praise him. Yo, this stuff is real. What we are doing is more real than anyone can ever imagine. And I'm going to tell you, it has more power than any black movement that was founded upon this earth or that will ever attempt to be founded because now the black sons have been put in place. The numbers are growing. Our wisdom is growing. Our knowledge is growing. Our maturity in our relationship with Hashlish HaKodesh is growing. It has always meant to be that way. And we are waking up other blacks around the world and you will see more than ever black sons coming to take their position and they will come right alongside the white sons the brown brown the the, the red sons or however all the sons that uh, Yahweh has created and together we will eradicate evil on this planet and throughout the cosmos. So I just want to put in a couple plugs right now. Anyone who's listening to this and wants to get involved with either the Black Legislative Sons or Facebook page, you want to get involved with this group, doesn't matter what race you are, you're more than welcome. Or you want to get involved with Michelle, which is the Discord platform that I have created for all the various legislative mountains that are already legislating around the world, I want you to email us at godswow, G-O-D-Z-W-O-W at outlook.com. We'll give you the links. We'll give you everything you need. This is our saying, shalom, shalom. We love you. We love you. The Black Legislative Sons, we love you. And as you're listening to this podcast, we want you to know we are working alongside you. We are co-laboring with you and we are fulfilling what LL Yon has written on our destiny scrolls that will not only help this world, but will help the entire cosmos. Amen and amen and amen.